0: This is the Lord Speak podcast. My name is Doug. The idea behind this podcast is simple make a space to let the Word of God read us. With no agenda or complications, simply read the words on the page and expect that the Living God will have something to say to us in them. So, the title of the podcast is The Invitation. We are listening. Lord, speak. In the book of Hebrews, there are two verses that kind of talk about the same thing, Um, and as I was reading them this morning, they're in sort of opposing pages of my Bible, and I could not help... But just get blown away by the message here. In Hebrews 2, verse 18, the writer says, He himself has suffered when tempted. He is able to help those who are being tempted. And then in chapter 4, the author comes back to this same theme when he says that we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then, with confidence, draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. As I read those, I mean, what immediately jumped out is that they're essentially talking about the same thing. In chapter two, those three words, he suffered when tempted. Um, That for me was just this huge thing because for me, when I think of Jesus, I think of a superhero, right? He's this kind of person that sort of floated about six inches off the earth. He never was affected by anything. He was perfect, right? That's Jesus. Um, But the author tells us here that the struggle was real. That when Jesus was tempted, he struggled. And I relate to that. And I think, you know, too often we classify the struggle of our temptation as some big, you know, I'm just, you know, tempted to murder people or tempted to cheat on my wife or tempted to, you know, but for me, when I think of that, what I'm thinking of, man, it's a struggle for me to just be the kind of person that I want to be, to be patient, to be kind, to be intentional, um, to do what I want to do and not just what I feel like doing in the moment. Essentially, to be the kind of person that God wants me to be and that I want to be, that struggle is real for me. And it was encouraging for me to read that the struggle was real for Jesus, too. That when he put on our humanity, that he experienced it in its totality, that the humanity that we experience, this fallen and broken struggle to be the kind of person that we want to be, Jesus knew that struggle. And so to read that he suffered when tempted, that it was a struggle for him, that's such encouragement to me because then he is able to help. And that's what the writer comes back to in chapter four when he says he doesn't He's not unable to sympathize with us because he was tempted in every way we have. And because of that, we then can with confidence draw near to the throne of grace. That not only is the struggle real, but the grace is real. And those three words we can approach with confidence. That we can walk to Jesus confidently. And when I read that, I thought of... um, I thought of my dog, Dax, a little wiener dog. The way that he approaches me is fundamentally different depending upon what I say to him. You know, if I say to him, what did you do? You know, when he's done something, you know, like he's chewed up a thing or, you know, he's uh, bullied his sister or, um, you know, he hasn't come when I called him. And I say to him, what did you do? And he knows he's in trouble, right? And his ears go down and he gets really low and he comes as slow as he can. And he's terrified to do the wrong thing because he knows he's already in trouble and he doesn't want to get in any worse trouble. But his posture is fundamentally different than when I see him and I say, Who's my boy? Like when I walk in the door after work and I say, Who's my boy? And with that, the ears perk up, and he barks, and he runs across the room, and he jumps on my leg. And his posture, and his attitude, and his approach is entirely different. And sadly, I think for so many of us, we live in a what-did-you-do relationship with God. That We come with our ears down, and our bellies on the ground, and slowly crawling to him, hoping not to be beaten. But the Hebrew writer tells us that God stands there saying, who's my boy? That God wants to embrace us. He wants to love us. He wants to hold us. He wants to help us. He wants to heal us. And so when Hebrews invites us, To approach the throne of grace with confidence, it's because we, we have someone who invites us who knows that struggle. He knows what it's like to not be the person that you want to be, to consistently not live up to your own expectations. And yet despite that, he welcomes us at the throne of grace to receive us, to cherish us to hold us, to tell us we can be healed, we can be made whole, we can be made new, that we are the loved and adored child. Because he understands the struggle that we go through. And as I read that, I just want to live in that reality, that I have a God who fully knows what my struggle is. And I have a God that sees all of my weaknesses and all of my failures and all of my brokenness and in it he welcomes me as his adored child so i think the response to this is pretty obvious first let's just confess let's be honest with jesus about our suffering with temptation. Not because he doesn't know or because he hasn't seen, but because we need to put names on things. We need to name them and give them away. So let's just make a space to do that right now, just to live in the reality of Jesus who sees us and understands our struggle. And let's just be honest with him about the things that we're struggling with right now, the temptations that we are suffering, to just live in that reality with a God who sees and knows without judgment, without condemnation, but just to give those things over to him and to name them in his presence. And then let's feel that invitation that we can, with confidence, draw near to the throne of grace. Not because we've cleaned ourselves up, not because we've got ourselves pretty, not because we've got everything all together, but because we're invited by a God who sees us, knows us, and understands our struggle. A God who loved us, not in spite of our failures, but in the midst of them. A God who chose us as his child before we got our act together. A God who sees us for who we are. Not the pretty plastic self that we present to everyone, but the real us, the broken failure that we are. And he loves us entirely. Let's just spend some time alone in the presence of the God who sees us, the God who knows us, and the God who loves us. Jesus knows the struggle to do the right thing, that's why the grace he offers is so amazing. Well, that's it for today. I hope this has been helpful to you. If you benefited from this, I would love to hear some feedback from you. I am still learning what this podcast is and what its voice will be like, so I'd love to hear feedback. Um, you can reach me on Twitter, at Doug Rudder and... Uh, Uh, I would love to hear any feedback that you have. If you do like it and you'd like to share, please post a link on any of your social media. um, Or you can also rate and uh, review. And absolutely, please subscribe uh, to the podcast as well. So thank you,
1: and we'll see you next time.